Hello and welcome, innovative author, speaker, advocate, and change agent, Dr. Bonnie Bonita with a view on the new legendary WIGL AM 1570 begins right now. Hello, hello, and thank you so much for joining us, WIGO family. This is Dr. Bonnie Bonita with a view. I am just ecstatic to have you here today. And with me, my co-host, Pastor James Hunter. Hello, hello, hello. So today we are visiting a situation that recently happened with some African Americans that were in Mexico. And I'm not sure whether most of you are familiar with what they're calling now medical tourism, where individuals are going across to Mexico for different types of surgery, basically because of the financial issues here in the United States, which make medical medical aspects in Mexico a lot less expensive. So individuals are going for hip surgery, knee surgery. They're going for dental work, uh, bridges, caps, uh, different things like that. And they're also going for surgical reasons. For instance, if they want a tummy tuck or if they want a Brazilian butt lift or if they want any cosmetic surgery also. So today we are having in our studio Miss Donna London, who recently actually traveled over to Mexico. Thank God she was not hurt or injured as the two African-Americans that were murdered in Mexico and two actually survived. Welcome to the show, Miss Donna London. Thank you. So I have to understand why someone would go up to Mexico for surgery, why they would physically be willing to, I would say, risk their lives for any type of surgery. And I know you were recently there, Miss London. Uh, why did you go and what prompted you to go? And were you concerned at all about safety issues? Okay. Well, I first went with my daughter, for her bariatric surgery at a clinic. Okay, and you said bariatric surgery. What is that? That is um, where they um, do a... um, uh, She was overweight, and they had to, like, cut some of her stomach out. And she lost her weight. It was very successful. And while I was there, I saw that the clinic that I was at was doing dentistry. Mm -hmm. I saw an American man that was there, and I saw the work that they did on his teeth, and I was very much... Oh, I I was very much impressed by the work that they did on on this guy, and that sold me, so I had a consultation from them. And... The reason why I went that far is because I've been everybody's teeth is their pride. Yes, and, ma'am. And um it was costing me so much. Okay, when Miss Miss Donna, when you say so much, give us a number. Approximately how much was it costing in the US versus Mexico? Okay. Well I was working on one tooth uh in the US and that tooth was running me like six thousand, seven thousand dollars. Okay, to replace a tooth or to do what type of work? Implants? Work. I had to do implants and okay. I had to do uh, on that tooth. Okay. And, and I had to do bone surgery. Okay. Oh, bone surgery. Yes, okay. bone. So, yes. so, so six or seven thousand here would cost what in Mexico? Well, just approximate. How much in Mexico? A- approximately. Well, what happened with my story? I had to, um, they did not even do the bone grafting right. Here I had to have it redone. Okay. In Mexico. Okay. And what they were charging me on one tooth in um Mexico. United States uh-huh. is is almost what I paid from to correct all my issues in my mouth, my whole mouth in Mexico. Okay, so basically instead of fifty or sixty thousand dollars you were only out of say five thousand dollars. Well, um approximate that, that one tooth cost me was costing me like six thousand dollars. My whole mouth cost me like eight thousand dollars. Okay, so good. So instead of fifty or sixty thousand dollars, you actually saved 
80, 70, 80 percent, correct? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so let me ask you a question, Miss London. So the two recent, uh, there were actually four Americans, African Americans from South Carolina that traveled through Texas to Mexico. So were you at all afraid once you touched ground in Mexico? Were there any safety concerns about going there just for surgery? And help us understand with the people who are saying it's not worth the risk of life to save money. Help us understand why you made that decision. I made that decision because I had first-hand um, um, information from going on my with my daughter, accompanying my daughter for the surgery. Mm-hmm. I was able to see the clinic, mm-hmm. the state of the art, um, and I felt comfortable. I felt comfortable going there because they had it well organized. I didn't have to do anything for myself. They met me at the airport, crossed me over the border with the um security with with their 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 vehicle, the um clinic vehicle. Okay, so they picked you up at the airport. Were you are, are with anybody else that were going also for surgery? Yes, there were like twelve people. Okay, twelve different Americans. Were they all African Americans, or were they different? Races, different races. Okay, and they were all going over to Mexico for what they're now calling medical tourism. Correct. I, yeah. Okay. So, so now studies have shown there's 1.2 million to 1.6 million Americans annually crossing the border for medical treatment because of the financial debt and harm it is here just to yes. basically survive uh, and some of the surgeries were were necessary so yours was not cosmetic yours was just necessary because you mentioned bone surgery in your mouth correct yeah okay and if you had it to do over again would you still go and would you go again I'll knowing go, what has happened I, I, as a matter of fact my surg- my my treatment was done in two parts okay I, I went two times okay and the second time mm-hmm. I was so confident I didn't need anybody to escort me <laughs> or come with me or accompany me. Uh, because this clinic that I went to was set up in the way where they had rooms that you stayed there. I stayed right next to the... um The clinic or the, the hospital? No, right in the clinic. You were so you, so you resided there? Yes, I stayed there. Okay, and in what town in Mexico were you able to have your medical treatment done? Piedras Negras. Repeat that again? Piedras Negras. Okay, and you flew into what part of Mexico. I flew into San Antonio. San Antonio, Texas. Mm-hmm. So you were in San Antonio, Texas and and they arranged for a vehicle to take you across the border. Yeah, me and Okay, now when you got across the when you got to the border where you, did you have to show your driver's license, birth certificate yeah. or anything? Um, yes, your passport. You had to show your passport. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the the individuals that picked you up, did you know them? Had you talked with them? Did you know about them? Well, I know it's it was um, in the care of the clinic that I went to. This their their vehicle. Okay. It was okay. there. It was a bus, a medical bus. Okay. And Pastor, do you have any questions for Miss London? No, I was just I was just listening to it. You know, the second time she said she had to travel back over there, mm-hmm. and she said she felt pretty safe the second time. Mm-hmm. And I think the area, uh, Doctor Bonnie, uh, where she went was probably different from the people that have gotten killed over there. Is it that was. Mm-hmm. And see, that's what makes probably make a difference. Did they have the support? And my question would be a lot of times, sometimes it's, it's best to just, if you can get the, it's not always looking for things, a, a cheaper way out of stuff, stuff mm-hmm. in order to get certain procedures done uh, with individuals. Cause you know, we, and, and I, I'm guilty. I have tried things, um, to find things cheaper somewhere elsewhere. And, and once I'd done that, I found out that it wasn't even worth it. Then I end up having to pay triple the price uh, for stuff like that, you know? Well, I, I, I've been to Mexico many times. Um, my ex-husband, he, was, he lived in Mexico. Mm-hmm. So I've been traveling to Mexico before my son was born. So you think that may have a difference because you already had relatives no, there? No, no, I don't have re- any relatives there. My thing is... You said your husband, right? Your husband was husband, living yeah, there. Yeah, he, he, he used to live there before he lived in the United States. Right, so he was... So and what I knew about Mexico when I was there, like almost 40 years ago, maybe it changed now, um, 
they were very hospitable because I went to Mexico and I, I, I stayed in Mexico City. I went to Guadalajara. I went to Acapulco. I went even to a little town in Guadalajara where it's ancient and they had the, the, the man was still riding the donkey wearing a sombrero, you know? Right. And I never felt not safe Do you because they were hospitable. But I guess over the years, with the influx of drugs and so on, right. it became different. And, and with, with that being said, do you think because of the poverty over there is why one reason why these people were killed? I mean, kind of, kind of, they went over there for one thing, but they end up uh, killed. Well, I think I think is. Um, Do you I supposed think, to dress a certain way when you no, go there? Uh-uh. Do you supposed to talk a certain way? Do As you a matter to, of fact, being an African American from forty years ago, they were the Mexicans were so thrilled. We um, we stayed in this little town with a wall around it. Me and my husband, a ranch. And what was the name of the town? It was a town in Guadalajara. Guadalajara. In, yes, it was in Guadalajara. And and guess what? Every morning they were so thrilled to have two African American people in their town. They were um, they were very hospitable. We had to eat at everybody's house, you know. Okay, so I believe, Pastor, the Americans that were are accosted and where two were actually murdered. I think that uh, the State Department is saying that they they were misinterpreted as arriving Jamaican. Uh, uh, factor or Nigerian drug lords or there, there's a lot of different stories going on. We don't know what the the truth is, but right. basically, Pastor, they're saying it was a case of mistaken identity. But my question to Miss Donna is because she says she's also traveled with her daughter to have bariatric surgery where she had a portion of her stomach removed. So my question to Miss Donna is if you had to do over it over again, knowing what you know now about the uh, the criminal elements in Mexico, would you go again? I would go again to the same facility that I use because I realize now why they were taking such measures because when we got off the bus, we were actually like locked into that facility. They did not let us go anywhere by ourselves. If you, There was a Walmart across the street that I wanted to go to. I had to have an escort. You probably go back to that same place, but yes. you won't go to other areas. No, I, would you I would, go to other areas? I wouldn't go to other areas, especially not knowing the language. So, oh. why would make you comfortable to? I mean, we heard what you said mm-hmm. about when you go to where you go to get the surgery and all the things that you went over there to do. Uh, why would you not feel comfortable? Even your husband stayed over there. Why would you not feel comfortable? And because people are listening to you, they want to know. Hey, we never been there. What do we think? How do we act? What do we do? What make you feel uh, not comfortable going to other areas besides the one that you went to? Because you, the way we're hearing you now, that you're comfortable going over to Mexico. Yes, I, I'm comfortable with that place that I used and um, the way they operated, the way they took care of me, the type of service that I got. You know, but what about but the other areas? Why you wouldn't be comfortable there? Because I'm not familiar with it. I'm not familiar, and I, I I don't speak the language well enough, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's not like all um, even though your husband it. lived there, you still wouldn't, you know, because I heard when you say you my my husband stayed there for years. Yeah. And you traveled and you was comfortable going there, but now with this with that being said, you wouldn't travel nowhere else. Do you think your husband was known around that area? Well. He had residency there, so mm-hmm. he was accustomed to that. And right now he still has a friend that is from Jamaica that is married to a Mexican woman. He's living there all his life. And this I'm speaking about 40, 40 years, 40-plus 40, 40 years. Mm-hmm. Right. You understand? So, so a question. What do you think happened What with these people that were killed? I think they what pop- What happened? What what you think happened? Maybe they were in the wrong place at the wrong time. And then with the change of society and with all the drugs, and, you know, the drugs has no face, as they say. They was looking for Nigerians, Jamaicans, mm-hmm. and everything else. 
you know, I think that I think that's the difference now. But you have all types of people going over there that looks like somebody. Yeah, my husband was. You, you see the difference. African. So was it more oh. to it than what we're hearing? Because still, they they they're not connecting everything. That's right. Um, it seems like, Miss Donna, some of the pieces of the puzzle are missing because if they're saying 1.2 to 1.6 million uh, Americans go over and they are calling it medical tourism because you're going to have a medical procedure done, then why just these four people targeted? And I understand what they're saying about the drug lords and mistaken identity, but but I, I'm sure, I, and I've seen the video. Miss Donna, have you seen or heard about the incident? Yes, I have. Okay, and Pastor, have you? Not all of it. Okay, well, it, it's just alarming. But I want to address the fact that I've talked to several different people who are saying it's not worth having the surgery. It's not worth going over there. It's not worth risking your life. It's not worth damaging your body and that you're vain for wanting to have any type of work done. And I'd like to say to those people, don't be so judgmental. Don't be so quick to judge. It may not be worth it for you, but it might be worth it for someone else. It and worth I, it for me. That's right. Because for years I've been trying to afford to, to get my teeth fixed and it was like frustrating. You know? And Miss Donna, you're an entrepreneur. You've worked real hard in this community, and you still did not have the wherewithal or the finances to oh, afford no. what they were charging here in the United States. Oh no, and dentistry. Oh no, and they were doing wrong, the wrong stuff in my mouth. I got my whole mouth corrected. Okay, so you don't <laughs> share any of the concerns uh, that a lot of people have, saying maybe you were vain, and that's why you wanted to do this. Well, I love being vain because I got, I, I want, <laughs> my background is a cosmetologist and I have to have good looking teeth. <laughs> okay, Miss Donna, I hear you. And Miss Donna, I, I share in that because I remember probably about uh, my daughter's uh, in her 20s now, but I remember wanting to uh, do some things cosmetically to my body. And I, uh, I think at that time, me and a couple of my other girlfriends, we had this, uh, we call it uh, cosmetic party, cosmetic surgery party. I had actual uh, a tummy tuck and I did that uh, basically because I was going to the gym every day and the trainer prop finally said, look, you could do a thousand sit-ups a day and all the skin will not go anywhere. So that's mm -hmm. why I did it. And thank God, 15, 18 years later, I'm okay. But uh, again, you run the risk of death. You run the risk of injury. And you run the risk of death here in the United States. Exactly. And then you also know? the vain part, Miss Donna, I'm not going to be judgmental on anybody. I can't tell you what's best for you in your life, in your own decision. That's your choice. So for those of you out there who are saying they should not have gone, listen, and Pastor knows this better than I do. When God say it's your time, it's your time. You could be sleep in your bed. So don't criticize these people for making a decision uh, that cost them their life because you may one day make that same decision, but it's based on what's best for you and your choices and your decisions. So, Dr. Bonnie, uh, with that said, being said, <clears throat> do you think uh, the peer pressure uh, is what causing the people to go there from the in the first beginning just to get these types of surgery, even though it's a little bit a whole lot cheaper there than here? Mm -hmm. uh, they're going over there for a reason. A reason. Mm -hmm. And it's not just because, hey, I want to look good. Mm -hmm. Somehow or another, they were pressured to go there to look good for who? Themselves or somebody. And so, that's a problem. You're right, Pastor. So a lot of times, beauty, society defines beauty as being thin and being fit. But beauty is in the actual eyes of the beholder. The beholder. Right? And it's what makes you feel good about yourself. And I tell everybody, it's how I feel about myself. And so me going to the gym, me working out, and my husband and I, Frank, we work out all the time together. But I'm doing it for me. I'm not doing it for him. I'm not doing it for anybody else. I want to stay fit. I want to look fit. I want my health to to be my wealth, so to speak. So, Pastor, yes, you have a lot of people that succumb to peer pressure, but then you have a lot of people like Miss Donna, who she's in the cosmetic industry uh, as a cosmetology person, and she's saying her mouth represents her smile and who she is. So each one of us, Pastor, do it for a lot of different reasons. Right. Well, can I say this? Yes, my, please. My daughter, 
went up to 300 pounds. She needed that surgery. I don't care. She needed that surgery. She never tried exercising first? Yes, yes. Um, but let Properly? Me tell, let me tell you what I found out this, the, the problem was. Mm-hmm. She had a long stomach. When they took out three quarters of her stomach, it yes. was 12 inches long. So how so, old how old is your daughter, uh, Miss Donna? She's approximately, thir- she's thirty four. So she was thirty four, and she and, had bariatric surgery because she I, needed it. Yeah, and I and I now understand why she ate so much. She, she had health problems too. Huh? Did she have health problems? Well, it would have <clears throat> run into health problems because she you was, was trying to avoid that. To avoid that, and 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 now I understand why she always ate so much because she had a, a child, long stomach. She had a big stomach. Okay. She was able to carry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She wow. just ate and ate and ate and ate. So, Pastor, did you that know? answer your question about uh, the peer pressure and why individuals yeah, make I, those choices and but, those decisions? Yeah, it did, Dr. Bunny. But I still feel like there's somebody still out there like, hey, I hear what you all are saying on the radio. We, I hear you. It sounds good. It, it may be even good. But to some people, some people are, are still insecure. There are mm-hmm. some people that are still insecure. Like my sister here. She wasn't going to go into the cosmetologist fixing somebody's hair and her teeth wrecked and, and <laughs> twisted and exactly. turned. To, you know, mm-hmm. she's talking to people trying to do business, especially as an entrepreneur. That's right. And, and that wouldn't be proper. You, you know, and, then, yeah. and that's one of the and reasons, I, I right? I was spending a lot but of money. But you still had confidence in yourself, did you, or you didn't? I had confidence in myself. Even though your teeth weren't fixed? Well, but my teeth was, was okay. It's, you know, it was at the front, but I had to do surgery. There back. could have been some improvement. I, ha- I, I just did it for some for improvement to preserve my teeth. Now, let me tell you what's happening now. Now I have to find a, I have to find a, a dentist pla- dental place here to, to maintain, right? Yeah. To maintain what I spent my money on. Now, I have I need a deep cleaning. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Uh-huh. I have to pay without going to Mexico. Mm-hmm. Right now, I they, I have to pay a co-pay of $350. And that, that deep cleaning is costing like $900. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Well, we're not going to get When my- I went to Mexico, I paid $275 for a deep clean. Wow. Do you think all of that still has something to do, to do with insurance as well? Is the insurance? There's no proper dental insurance out here. At That's least correct. I have not. Yes, I have not seen any. Can, can we shift gear just a little bit? Because I want. <laughs> I want to ask. I just love to ask questions because people out there they, they have so many different reasonings why they do what they do, and it's just not. If if, it's, if you don't feel comfortable to answer the question, that's okay. Did someone talk about you? And you heard them talking about your teeth that he no, said, hey, no, no, I got no. to do this. I'm going to fix this. Or no, this no, yourself no, no, no. Nobody talk about, t- talk about me. My teeth is still good, but there was one that was giving me problems that I had to correct. And it was at the front of my mouth. It wasn't at the back of my mouth that I could um, hide it. You understand? So I realized it was important. And I was spending no end of money and getting nowhere. Okay, Pastor. So, and, 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 and. Contrary to what Miss Donna is saying, my situation 15, 16 years ago, it was about me and what I wanted and how I wanted to preserve my body. And my choice to get my tummy tuck was based on how I looked and how I viewed myself. Uh, being a former Atlanta Falcons cheerleader, I knew that I wanted to try to keep my good looks forever and a day, so to speak. <laughs> so uh, after having two children and still working out and running, uh, my husband is a marathoner, so he's on his sixth marathon race. So, yeah, I'm keeping up. I have to keep up. um and uh, so my thing is, I have to be me. I have to make the right choices. I want to look good. I want to feel good. The high blood pressure, the diabetes, the hypertension, all of the issues that African-Americans face, I believe, comes along with being overweight and uh, out of shape. So that's why I implore each one of us, period, black, white, or brown, to take care of yourself, take care of your health, take care of your body, your mind, and your spirit. And we talk about that a lot uh, on uh, the Black Valley of the Black Dolls, where you have to pour into yourself the same way you pour into other people and others. Uh, 
charity begins at home, Pastor. Yes. And then spread abroad. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Question I want to ask the both and, and why we're sitting here. Okay. Is it more men having these different surgeries or going over to Mexico or is it women? What 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 is what's going on? Well, when I went and in in the bus and several times that I've been I've seen mostly women accompanied by men. Why is that? The men are taking them. I, I saw the the men were taking them. And, yeah, taking okay, their wives. and pastor and, during yeah. this incident, one woman was going for the surgery, and the other woman was going because she was her friend, and the other two male males that for support was for, yeah, was there yeah, to support. support. That's yeah. typical. That's yes. typical. Yes, that's right. typical. Right, but why? If you're doing this for yourself, why would you need support? Well, That's my uh, thing. I'm just, I'm, I'm just asking. Well, you know, you know it, it, um, I think it's because they're in a foreign country. Because um, I had to go to support my daughter. I had to go there. They, they request that you have one person there because it's surgery. You understand? Because you have un, under yeah. the anesthesia. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah we you have a person there, and and she probably took her friend. That's right. Right. Mm-hmm. And the men probably and, just came along and, for the and, ride. And, Pastor, also the mental support, because I would like to have a family or a friend with me when I'm going through anything okay, like that. Okay, that's what I want. Anything right, that's right. invasive. Right, right. Yes. Mm-hmm. The mental support. Not, not with your daughter, because I heard you mention your daughter, she had 12 inches of, what, stomach? Yeah. God, I now, never knew that could happen. Even though, and, and, and y'all, I'm not being critical. I'm, I'm, we just talking, okay? Mm-hmm. You, you know, even you as her mom, you love your daughter. Mm-hmm. You birthed her. You had her. You carried her for nine months, mm-hmm. right? At the same time, you had some concerns. You didn't like the way your daughter looked. And I know she probably heard that. You probably got mad sometime and said somebody out of the, do, I mean, does that no, make sense? No, I, well, I never, I never talked to her about it, but it was in my mind. I didn't have the guts. But to, she felt like, she hey, knew, my mom's she, looking at me funny because you probably say, hey, well, baby, you need to only, get worked on. It's not only, no, it's not only me. It's um how she felt about herself. And she is doing a good job. The surgery was successful. She did her research. She researched this per- the the doctor, his family, and everything else mm-hmm. before she went. She didn't just go like that. Oh, okay. And, so and I didn't just I didn't just um um do the dental work because I saw the clinic there. I I did the dental work because of the guy that I saw there, and I saw what they were doing. The fabulous job, and they did a wonderful job. I won't trade it for nothing in the world. Yeah, all right. <laughs> well, that's okay. We thank you. Uh, we're going to go to a break at this moment at this time. This is Dr. Bonnie with a view and your co-host, Pastor James Hunter. Thank you. We'll be right back. And to thank you, Miss Donna. Dr. Bonnie Bonita with a view. We'll be right back. Have you lost a job, been sick or hospitalized, death in your family, and now unable to take care of your mortgage, and now facing foreclosure? If you or someone you know are facing foreclosure, we provide cash for keys. We can help with your foreclosure to make sure that you are afforded an opportunity to move with dignity and at your own pace and your own time. We will provide cash for your keys to help you move with dignity and not be forced out by your mortgage company. Contact Cash for Keys today at 470-209-1920. That's 470-209-1920. Cash for Keys. That feel-good music lives here on WIGO AM 1570. Ellenwood, Morrow, Georgia. We are the legendary WIGO. Pace Setter 1570 AM Atlanta. See a big stone and I bother 
Listening to the legendary WIGO Pace Setter 1570. You're tuned into Bonnie with the View with Dr. Bonnie Bonita and Pastor James Hunter. We return to the conversation. We're going back to Bonnie with the View. Thank you so much. Thank you, Eli. You are an amazing board operator. I love you so much, and I thank you for everything that you do. Love, love, love you back. <laughs> we are here with Miss Donna and also Pastor James Hunter, and we're talking about the situation with the African Americans that were killed recently in Mexico when one of the females uh, went down to have a, a tummy tuck, a medical procedure, and we're finding out now there's 12, 1.2 million to 1.6 million Americans are traveling to Mexico for what they're calling medical tourism. And we're here with Ms. Donna London, who actually went to Mexico for surgery. It was dental surgery, but it was still a form of medical procedures. But Pastor, uh, during the break, you and I talked about how one of the men that were murdered told family members he did not want to go he felt uneasy about going but he wanted to go for support so my question to you pastor why sometimes do we not follow our first mind well dr bonnie we we always say i shoulda coulda and woulda but sometimes shoulda coulda woulda is not good enough because when things like this happen it's too late Mm-hmm. And I, t- I would tell anybody, sometimes we have to pay attention to our instincts, our innermost being, because it speaks to us. And that's not only us, that's God speaking to us of what to do. And sometimes we take that lightly and don't do it. I'm guilty of it. Thank God it didn't kill me, whatever I'd done at that moment. 
But I have heard those, they said that voice of reasoning. And everybody, the, the, the scripture says like this, there's always a warning before destruction. Always. God never send uh, destruction without a warning. Everybody needs to be warned. But the thing is, we don't listen. And I think also he was doing this because of moral support, and which was good. And he didn't want to probably let the person down that he was supporting at the same time. But at the end of the day, when he mentioned these things to his mom, that he felt like something was wrong. Man, if I feel now me growing up a little bit more, if I feel like something ain't right, I don't care what folks say. That's right. I'm going to do what I think best for me because right. I'm, I at the end of my <laughs> yeah, I want y'all to hear me. I hear you. Because pastor. people at the end of the day, they may cry with you for that funeral. When they mm-hmm. leave that they're going to get drunk. They're going to mm-hmm. talk and they're mm-hmm. going to go on and do everything else and forget. Guess what? They forgot about me. That's right, pastor. If they forget about you in prison or in jail, mm-hmm. what you think about you if you die? So, Pastor, let me ask you a question, and you also, too, Miss Donna. What happens when people say that God let the person die? Uh, so if God is the end-all, be-all, do-all, even though the person made a poor decision uh, that cost them this life, why would God let them die? Pastor, can you answer that from a biblical point of view? God give everybody, everyone, a free will. To choose to do whatever you want to do. And and let me talk to these smart people, the educated people in the schools. When we say God predestined, well, God has a permissive will and 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 his perfect will. And people don't know that God still at the end of the day, God still use it for his perfect will. Even though he knew that he he had to come and knock at your door, the the door of your heart. Mm-hmm. to call you in to be saved mm-hmm. or delivered or healed, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. God knows what he's doing. He's, he has to justify himself when he come to you. But not when he come to you, it's up to you. What do you do when, when he tell you mm-hmm. what needs to be done? So I think everybody has a free will. Mm-hmm. And God do not stop us from having our free will because if that be the case, we'd be just like Robux. And that's not good. God don't want to treat us like robots. Mm-hmm. So God give us a free will. That's my take of it. Okay, so Miss Donna, when you recently went down to Mexico for your cosmetic dentistry, and you said you felt brave enough to go alone, let me ask you a question. And then, then you said that you got sick while you were over there alone and by yourself. Were you second guessing that decision after you became sick and had to be hospitalized in Mexico, Miss Donna? Well. Uh, the second time when I went there was to complete my procedure. And um, <clears throat> I was very confident about going. And I was very confident about not taking anyone with me because I was confident of of the of the procedure, the people that was doing it, the place that I was going and everything else. But as life would have it, <laughs> I got there. I ate not even Mexican food, Little Caesar pizza, mm. and I got sick. So I thought that I had food poisoning. And the main reason why I ate the Little Caesar pizza is to prevent me from eating all types of food. And so I thought that I, I, I could have done it simple with pizza, and I got sick. And I, didn't, I did not get hospitalized. I did not want to go to the hospital. They did what they had to do with me. They treated me well, and they took me back to the airport. Now, when I got to the airport, why did Delta cancel every flight? <laughs> it was That was desperate. I had to spend another night in San Antonio by myself. San Antonio, Texas? Yes, San okay. Antonio. Okay, now where were you actually hospitalized, in the States or in Mexico? In the States. I was trying to get back to Atlanta because okay. I wanted to get home. Okay, so so you had the cosmetic work done in Mexico. Yeah. You traveled through San Antonio, uh, San Antonio Texas, mm-hmm. through the border, back to the airport, and then the flights was canceled. And what happened next? The flights was canceled. I had to spend an extra night in pain. In San Antonio. Now, my take on this, and it was very serious. If I had died in Mexico, right? 
somebody would have been blamed, it would have been looking suspicious and everything else. But when I got here and they did the diagnosis, mm-hmm. they found out that I had kidney stones. It had nothing to do so with ki- what was... So the kidney stones had nothing to do with your cosmetic surgery in I Mexico? I had nothing to do. It just happened that I, it, it, it um, affected me when I was in Mexico. So, Miss Donna, did you think you were going to die in Mexico or die in San Antonio, Texas? Did you have that feeling? I didn't know. I, uh, man, it was scary. Okay, when you say scary, ex- explain that to me. What well, does that look scar- like? It was scary because I'm there. I'm there. Uh, I don't know the language. And then I came to um, San Antonio. I was by myself. I was trying, could not get a flight out. Okay, were, were you in constant contact with your family or family members? Yes, I, I, I was you in were. constant. So they knew what was going on with you and your health? Right, they knew okay. what, that, what was going on. And, you know, it. the, the thing about it is that the pain was going and coming. Okay, so if I had to ask you, and I think I've asked you before, but that was doing prior to the break, would you do this over again, knowing what you know now about the African Americans that were murdered, uh, that were just strictly tourists going there for medical tourism? Would you do that again with the cosmetic dentistry that you had? Would you go again? I would go again, but this time I would take somebody. Okay, so you feel more comfortable taking someone even yes. though uh, they had it was four of them. Two ended up murdered, and two ended up uh, one still in critical condition, one stable condition. Uh, and you're saying that you would invite friends to possibly go into that type of harm or danger. I don't think I don't think it's a harm of the people per se. I okay. think it's just a certain set of people, an element, an element, or a faction. No, Doctor Bonnie. Uh huh. Think about this. Okay. If that kidney stone, and when I got here, I was getting septic. I was getting septic. Septic? Yeah, you know, it was affecting my blood. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. poisoning Sick. my blood. Sepsis mm-hmm. or whatever they call it. Yes, mm-hmm. And um, suppose if I had died in Mexico, mm-hmm. there would have been a big suspicion. Yes, ma'am. And it had nothing to do with the dentistry. It had nothing to do with, with where I was. It just happened to do with my body. I needed surgery for, I had kidney stones and you don't develop the kidney stones overnight okay and what would you say to uh and pastor i want you to add this add to this afterwards but what would you say miss donna to any americans that are one whether african-american black brown white brown what would you say to them about going over to mexico on this medical tourism plight or juncture well what i would say is you know you do do you research number one I researched. I researched, and there are reputable places over there. Okay. All of Mexico is not bad, like all of the United States is not bad. There's still people that have integrity. And the center that I dealt with, mm-hmm. they had integrity. Okay. State of the art. <clears throat> and it's not that they were cheap, they were affordable. Is not being cheap. It's being able to afford. Okay. The oh. amount of um, <clears throat> um, work I had done in my mouth, I, it was running me dry. Mm-hmm. Mm. From doctor to doctor, from dentist to dentist. Okay, and you know what, uh, Pastor, I believe we have a caller on the phone that says she actually has had... Uh, uh, some type of surgery herself, and that uh, if it was to do over again, she would be willing to do it again. Uh, Eli, who do we have on the phone with us? Uh, this is Rashawn Dixon. Hey, Miss Dixon, how are you today? You're I on the phone with Dr. Good. Bonnie Bonita and Pastor James Hunter. How are you feeling today? I am awesome. How are you? Good, good. Well, thank you for calling in. Question for you. We have a lot of people saying uh, after the murders of those people, and I believe uh, one of our researchers said you posted something online showing the route that the family took to get to Mexico from South Carolina, that you put that on Facebook or one of the social media sites. But as I understand it, uh, have you ever uh, encountered any issues with going back to Mexico or any surgeries or any issues? issues with anything that uh, you felt were not right? Well, first of all, um, the route from South Carolina um, went through Alabama, uh, Louisiana, Texas, and then into Mexico. That's a 20-hour-plus mm-hmm. ride. A lot of people do it because 
it's more economical there. And it's done every day. However, I've had a tummy tuck. And a 20 ride hour back is not even conducive. So, um, so, so, Ms. Dixon, let me ask you a question because you said you've had that too. But are you saying that you don't think the 20 hour ride was worth it for that family to take? Is that is that your position? No, what I'm saying is there's no way she would have been able to ride 20 hours back after having a tummy tuck. Right, because of the pain. The because bumps, of the, the right, pain. Right. You can't sit there like that. You Listen, you have to sleep sitting up after that. And it is so painful. There is no way that you can sit in the back of a minivan for a 20-hour ride back, which is what is raising my eyebrow. A, I'm an ex-police officer, ex-military, and my degree is in forensics. So all of my bells and whistles are going off on top of having a procedure before and knowing what it comes with now. So you really... Go ahead. No, no, it's okay. I was saying, so you really need time for recovery before you leave from over there. You need a week. First of all, any other place that you have to be there a week. Now, let's say she was there a week and she stayed the week. That's still too long of a drive coming back with stitches and drains. And so maybe she took the three guys with her for protection because they were going to Mexico. But it doesn't make sense because women are the caregivers. Most women that get any type of cosmetic surgery take another female somewhere in the mix. Okay, Miss Miss Dixon, let me ask you a question. Pastor asked me and Miss uh, Miss Donna the same thing. When you had your tummy tuck, were you doing it to please other people, or were you concerned about peer pressure? Why did you choose to have uh, a personal decision to have a tummy tuck? And that I won't answer because that's nobody's business. I chose it because I chose it. I'm grown, and I don't have to explain that to anyone. Amen. But at the same time, uh, Sister uh, Dixon, you, you still, what we're saying at the same time, with that, one way or the other, we was peer pressured somehow or another, even though we don't have to answer those questions. Because I think a lot, and, and if you can correct me if I'm wrong, people still today, that are listening are still insecure. I don't care how we say, you can say God said, we can say this. However, somebody's not trying to look good for somebody. That's why we look in the mirror. Well, maybe she's trying to look good for herself. She's delivered six kids and her taking some time for herself is nothing wrong with that. Amen. Amen. So let me ask you, Ms. Dixon, because you said, and thank you so for your service because you said ex-military and police. uh, We just thank you so much for your service. So what would you say to anybody, uh, Ms. Dixon, that are considering going to Mexico for this medical tourism, what would your advice be since you understand the route that they took, who they took with them, that they went to three or four different states to get there? What would you say to anybody that's thinking about making that that uh, journey? If you're thinking about making that journey, do your research and go to a more reputable, safe mm-hmm. city uh, like um, Tijuana does it. Now, Tijuana is a little crazy but it's not uh, this particular city but if you can go to mexico you can go to florida okay what does that mean that? meaning if you can drive all the way to mexico you could have just went to florida because it's so close yeah and 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 um maybe save a couple dollars but plastic surgery is so common in florida you can get it just as cheap as you can in mexico all right. So that's what you're saying. You're saying instead of going to Mexico, anybody that's interested in any type of medical tourism, they could do it right in Florida and still save money. Is that what you're saying, Ms. Dixon? They could go to Florida, and she could have came to Georgia. I mean, we have rep- – it's so common that when you're dealing with quantity, then the price comes down. Now, they're still getting quality, but they're doing so much now that they can lower those prices. Right, right. Okay, and you mentioned, uh, uh, Ms. Dixon, that she she was a mother of several children and that she was a caregiver. Can you expound on that? She was a mother of six children, and as women, we carry children for ourselves because we want to be nurturers, but we also carry it for our spouse, husband, boyfriend, significant other. And then 
once we are done delivering children, we are stuck with those bodies that are sometimes they make us feel bad or we want to just look better or take some time for ourselves. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Right, right. Hey, so ask, I want to ask a question with you. With all this, yes. I heard you say you're ex-military and the police officer. Yes. With all that being said, with all this that is going on, even over there, what would you say to the people that are listening now? Would you have more support to go, even though people are still going to do what they want to do, and it's, they have the right to choose to fix themselves however they want to. That's their prerogative. That's their business, right? And I agree with that. What would you say to the people that are listening now that still, regardless of, I don't want to go to Florida, I don't want to go to Georgia, what would you say to these people that are still saying, hey, I got a trip coming up next month, I have spent my money for this flight, or, you know, I already have things in motion. What would you say to them that are still planning on going over there, even though these people have been killed and, you know, for whatever reasoning, they still trying to figure things out, even though you as an ex-military and a police officer for safety, what would you say to them that are listening? Because they are listening out there. Ironically, I am dealing with that exact problem. I paid for a trip to Cancun. Wow. In May for my birthday. I just... (laughs) Just Isn't that crazy? got an email. <laughs> just got an email from my uh, travel agent because that day, myself and my cousin that are going, we called her and said, "Hey, <laughs> we gonna have to do something else because this is terrifying me." So um, it is going to be a thousand dollars more, and now I have to say to myself, "Is it worth a thousand dollars?" Yes, it is. It's one hundred percent worth a thousand dollars. However, the the other flip side to that is because of what's happened, security is going to be beefed up. Is that just in one place or everywhere? No. First of all, only go to uh, tourist places. Cozumel, Tulum, Cancun, Playa del Karma. Um, You you know, the ones that, that you know that have U.S or military, any type of security over there as far as government security, because a lot of them have uh, U.S. military security over there as as well as theirs. But now you got to remember, some of their mm-hmm. military is what? Mm-hmm. Not always military. Right. Some of them are part of those gangs or mafias part or whatever. Of the, right. That's, that's where they come there. from. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, just because they have them. So you need to just make sure they're... Flying into a airport that cannot be taken over. That is the number one thing. A lot of these little places, they can take over the city. But you got people that don't place. know this. You got well, people I out there just, you, you see what I'm saying, sis? And, and you got yeah. people that don't know this, that, hey, like we're talking now, that are educated about these different things. Hey, could this place be taken over by villains or whoever? We And... and, and yeah. Do not rent Airbnbs. That's how they're sex trafficking people. They're renting Airbnbs, and then they're never seen again because they rent these Airbnbs in the middle of nowhere because it has a pool and it has this and this that. It's just to get you out there. Wow. So that means you got so many other things that you have to look yeah. into if you go. So that means if I'm a travel to get these certain things done, I got to look at everything before I do it. I just can't go no. because I want, I have the money of I'm I'm getting a break on the prices, right? No, you cannot. But the sad thing is, is with the sex trafficking and the the tummy tucks and all that, it's happening in Florida as well because a lot of the recovery houses are not licensed. There's only one recovery house in Florida that's actually licensed by the state. So what are you so, telling me overall? You really telling me don't do it or go ahead and do it? No, I'm saying do your research. It is not that hard. Do your research. If you really want it done, you know, work some extra hours, save some extra money, make sure, you know, you're going to a safe environment because no matter where you go, once you have that procedure done, if something happens, you cannot get up and run, period. So there's some pros and cons. There's pros and cons. Listen, I look good, but I did it safe. Right. 
But is it safe now? Out the country is not safe, period. I, you know what? You're taking a, a gamble. People are going to Turkey to get their teeth done. Why? So we, it's a gamble. Black folks don't at the go end of, to Turkey. To, yeah, at but, the end of the day, you're going. You're folk, they black folks don't want to get out their bed. You're talking about going to like, Turkey. <laughs> Turkey to get their teeth done. They're going here to get this and that. And it's like, okay, consider, first of all, you are African-American. Yes, yes, the price is right, but you are out of your territory. Right. So that's important. It's so, very important. So really, in other words, I think I, we really heard what you said, you know, with all this killing and all of this other stuff that's going on. <clears throat> I think we should take extra precautions uh, when we planning on traveling to these different uh, places, uh, especially outside the United States, uh, because you don't know the security that you would have leaving and going over there. And uh, Sister uh, Donna, we're here. We're listening to uh Miss Dixon, as well, of what she's saying. What do you have to say also while we're about to close this thing out? Because people are out there listening. What would you tell the people that are, that are in here uh, in radio station land, wherever? I would say do your research, as Miss Dixon said. I would say do your research, as Miss Dixon said. And the only thing you can do. It's pray, you know, and follow your gut instinct because mm-hmm. it could happen anywhere, mm-hmm. any part of the world. We are not void of violence in the United States and other countries. Just just get to know the countries that you're visiting, you know. Um, and go on the State Department and see what the travel advisory yeah. number is for the warning. A couple days before you you fly out, mm-hmm. right? Okay, and so, uh, Miss Dixon, before we close it out, can you give some type of word of encouragement to the ones, like you said, you say, "Hey, you talking to the choir now," because <laughs> I'm already planning to do some stuff and I got to try something else. Can you give some words of encouragement? Because you got people that are like, oh, my God, I just spent my last month. I could have paid my water bill. I could have paid my car note. I could have paid my insurance. I could have done this and done that. And now I'm going to put my money up over here. What do I do? Can you encourage us before we close it out, please? Yes. Words of encouragement would be if you are in a popular travel destination, I think you will be okay. Because Cancun been there forever. People been they used to have a bridge from every major city in the US to Cancun, right? Yes. If if you're in a popular destination travel spot, just check your travel advisory. But if you are not, if you are in a secluded area and you are trying to try something new, I would I would advise against it and, and, and reevaluate and see if you can Spend that couple extra hundred dollars, change your ticket, change, change your, your destination. Right. Um, but we're not going to just, people are not going to just stop going to Mexico. Right. Exactly. We already know that. Thank you so much, Ms. Dixon. We appreciate you, the call and your wisdom. At this time, we, we get ready to close this thing out. We thank you all that are here, that are listening to us. This is Dr. Bonnie with a view and your co-host, Pastor James Hunter. Thank you. We look forward to seeing you again. Thank you. God bless you. At Eviction Help Now, we help stop evictions. Call now for a free consultation, 678-468-4940. That's 678-468-4940. Are you facing an eviction? Do you know anyone that is? A neighbor, co-worker, friend, family member, or church member? Call Eviction Help Now, 678-468-4940. Eviction Help Now, we can provide up to 90 days to help you fight your eviction so you won't have to move in seven days we offer fast effective efficient professional help eviction help now call now eviction help now 678-468-4940 that's eviction help now we hope you enjoyed dr bonnie bonita with a view Please remember to send in any questions or comments to WIGLAM1570.com 
Or you can reach Dr. Bonnie Bonita directly at BonnieBonitaWorldwide.com. You can also join our army of volunteer advocates. It takes a village. Our email address is Dr. Bonnie Bonita at BonnieBonitaWorldwide.com. 